I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Nova Society, and for today's episode, Brooklyn wanted to have a discussion about the controversy and debate over the origins of the COVID-19 virus. So let's listen in. That I wanted to talk about today, where did COVID-19 virus emerge? There are, after all, only two options, either zoonotically, uh, which would be in the natural environment, or from a lab. Apparently now, from what I am understanding, many of the experts in the field of virology and, and public health and so on are, are, act, are tending to lean toward the lab due to an insertion marker in the code of the virus that is only man-made, one that joint U.S. and Chinese researchers were working on, therefore highly unlikely to have arisen in, in the natural environment because it's simply not seen in the natural environment ever. The view is that the, the Chinese would not permit the inspectors to come back in and take another look at the lab and the security measures and so forth protocols to ensure that safety protocols to help to ensure that that viruses did not accidentally leave the facility. So it would appear as though there were preponderance of the evidence at least would tend to suggest to me that and the experts were were very clear that knowing 100% apodictically and without any doubt whatsoever is probably never going to happen. So there will always be some room for saying, well, but however, the preponderance of the evidence would strongly tend to suggest now that that this was a, a lab created. This particular lab works on coronaviruses and there are many labs that work on coronaviruses is absolutely a uh, man-made component. Okay, so the first question we have to ask ourselves, there's a few things. I mean, you got to break this down a little bit and get past the, the virus itself. So first of all, if this was created in the United States in a lab in the United States, mm-hmm. would the United States have allowed outside people come in and investigate? And the answer is no. We, we don't do that. We would do it ourselves. Correct. You wouldn't be seeing the WHO or anybody else coming in to a United States lab and doing investigations or anything like that. We don't allow that. Let's remember, we don't sign up for the International Criminal Court because we take care of these things ourselves. So when people say, well, China wouldn't let them in to do this, well, they let them in at least once. The United States wouldn't have let them in at all. Correct. Let's not be too high and mighty about that aspect of it. The no, second I, aspect. I didn't mean to sound. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, people, you listen to the pundits and that's what they are. Oh, well, China wouldn't let us come back in to, you know, verify and this, that, and the other. Excuse me. The United States would never have allowed them to come the first time. That's true. That's not Absolutely. what we do. When they get all high, they get all high and mighty on this. You got to go back and say, wait a minute. They're not doing anything that we wouldn't have done. Correct. In fact, they were probably a little bit more open than we would have been. And generous and gracious about and that, allowing right. a visit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you imagine the WHO or the United Nations saying, hey, the United States, you've got this lab in Michigan or somewhere. We're coming in to investigate. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're no, no, you're not. No, that just isn't going to happen. So there, there, there's, there's point number one to this thing. Point number two, let's say it was created in the lab, which 
okay, relatively acceptable that that's what happened. All right. What are you going to do about it? If it, if you, there you go. Nothing. Well, you can say, well, what I was thinking of was when I said, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I think just, just for me, it would be acknowledging that this, this did happen and being accountable and showing some leadership and taking responsibility and saying, yeah, this is possible. We need to recognize that. I mean, we also have the opportunity to improve. I mean, what would we, would, what would we expect from another country? You know, I mean, we would be criticizing another country, would we not, for not taking responsibility for, I mean, we certainly, I don't know how we would take uh, economic responsibility for the havoc that, that this has caused, but we certainly need to, and all the damage and all the 20 million people who died, we certainly Well, need there, there's, there's a moral victory there. Yeah, China comes out and says, yeah, okay, this escaped from our lab. Okay. Yeah. What good does that do the 20 million people that died? Well, it doesn't do anybody any good, but we need, we, we need to improve safe protocols or something so what? that this doesn't happen again. And I'm sure with the number of people that died in China, without even admitting, they probably are working on that. That that would that would make sense. That's what we would do. Are we going to get China to to pay reparations? No. Yeah, you'd be able to go in the United Nations and you could condemn China. Okay. We would also have to be condemned. I think if we were joint, this is the problem. If we are jointly conducting research, however, the lab is in another country and the other country has physical custody of the entity, the virus, right? Then, yeah. I mean, are our researchers there? And do you, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, no, I do. did we Americans have any physical custody or responsibility in the design of this place, in investment, in any way where we have any agency or moral responsibility that we should be aware Once of. Once again, would the United States, if this was, if this played out, would we take that responsibility? The bottom line is no, we're not, because that's just not what we do. We don't do that. We will we'll probably blame the Chinese and say it was all their fault. Doesn't matter what our involvement was. It's just going to be a finger pointing thing. As far as reparations or things like that, isn't going to mean a thing. As far as diplomatically, what, you're going to put China in time out? What are you going to do? And that really, that's what it comes down to. What are you going to do? Where it came from is very important. Yes. If it was a lab leak, yes. It's important that researchers understand that and put better protocols into place to protect the population. Politically, it may be a black eye under the Chinese, but that's all it really is going to be, because there's really nothing else the world can do about it. Bomb China back to the Stone Age because of it? No, nobody's going to do that. The real issue here is how it was handled after it escaped. That we do have the ability to have influence in changing because this isn't the last time this is going to happen there are tons of nations up that yeah. deal in biological weapons yeah so this many. will happen again i know it will you know hopefully not worse. no but i expect it will the real focus should be on how are we going to deal with it and i i we dealt with it badly yeah what, we like dealt with D it minus? so badly what would you give it a d minus or an f i would give it i well i'd, I'd give us a, a Probably a D, a solid D, because 
Oh, you'd grade higher than I would. I, I, I'd probably give it a little bit, a little bit better. And the, the reason it gets a D is because the problem was is that the misinformation started to come out. The other problem was is that the population, the general human population does not understand the way science works. If science comes out and says, all right, we know this today, we have to do this. If they learn something tonight, that may change things. Well, now they're flip-flopping. No, they're not. They're working on information that they have. That's that's what this is all. That's what this is supposed to be all about. That's the way science is supposed to work, and and people just don't don't get it. It's not so much me giving a D to the government. It's giving a D to the population as well, mm-hmm. because you had those that said my rights yeah. are more important than society. It's all about me. If the, nothing else was was shown during. The, the pandemic, the amount of people who only think of themselves. What do you mean I can't go out to a restaurant? Well, what about cooking at home for cripes eggs? If we had done all the things we were supposed to do, probably would have come out of it sooner. To me, it's a it's this thing of entitlement. The, these arguments of the me, me, me crowd. As long as I can go to Burger King and get my burger, I don't care if I kill 12 old people. I don't care. That's because I deserve my haircut or my burger or something like this. That's that's what I give the D for. I would actually give the government C plus. I would give the population F. We did horribly. And it was mostly because we everything was about the individual. If I'm going to be entitled, anything I can latch onto that justifies my entitlement, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. I, I understand the desire to know where it came from. I get that. However, we really should be focused on how are we going to deal with this next time around? Yes. My concern therein is if one has a, a virus that is really a frightening virus like an Ebola Zaire or a, a weaponized rabies, that one I would find very frightening with Ebola Zaire coming in second. And, and you know that, that there are labs that are working on this stuff. Oh, I know that. And that's that's what frightens me. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that, I mean, with, with, as you say, with the misinformation and entitlements and the misunderstandings and of how science operates, I feel that our next go round with something that is not accidental, but is a deliberate release. Will be- yeah, like you said, this, this was accidental. If it was deliberate, it's going to be twice as, as impactful mm-hmm. uh, because it's targeted. So from my standpoint, history will 50 years from now, 100 years from now, they'll be debating where this came from, how it got out. One thing that they won't be debating is how badly we handled it. Historians 100 years from now will look at it, will look back at this and say, wow, with all the technology they had, with all of the the power of technology at their disposal. People were stupid. That's what contributed to this. Although I'm surprised that you would give the government with uh, the Trump administration a, a C plus. Well, all right. All right. Well, let me let me qualify that. Uh, Trump gets an F minus <laughs> uh, because. Thank goodness for Dr. Fauci. Thank goodness for 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 those those scientists that were there that presented the best did the best they could with an almost impossible roadblock in front of them, namely the president of the United States, who is suggesting that we inject bleach and these kind of ridiculous things. 
didn't wear masks. Didn't wear a mask and didn't didn't do any of that stuff and, and didn't it, distance and yes. Yeah. Holds a thing in the rose garden and three quarters of them all get COVID. Nice yeah. job there. But you can't just look at it from the standpoint of the United States. Right. When I give that C, I'm looking at the world. In general, I see. Okay, in general. I was thinking specifically. Uh, United States. Some states did very well. I think some states got lucky. Mm-hmm. I think Florida got very lucky. DeSantis basically pushed back and, and opened up and, and and all that, even quicker than, say, like my state now, uh, South Carolina, which is extremely conservative. Florida opened up very quickly. And I think they got lucky. I wouldn't pat myself too much on the back for it because it wasn't strategy. In a lot of ways, it was luck. I think some countries did really well. But I also think it showed that, like in Germany, normally the Germans are, they're very good at following the rules. And even they pushed back on on the closures. Even they they had a major pushback. So it's not just an American thing that sometimes we feel entitled. It's a worldwide thing. Mm -hmm. Well, even China with the zero, zero COVID policy yep. and 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 uh the recent pushing back what just even even this uh, normally very compliant chinese population pushing back against xi and and of course then the number of people who are sick simply skyrocketed there's there's the the proof in the pudding yep if you relaxed it cases skyrocketed yep I mean, it's it's really pretty simple. One plus one equals two. Yes. And for some reason, we don't want to acknowledge that. We try to live in an alternate universe. Too many people died. I say, yeah, probably it is China. It probably did escape from a lab. Absolutely. Okay, fine. Does that change anything? Nope. Oh. Does, does it, grand scheme of the politics, does it change anything? Not really. Nobody's going to get a check from China. That just is not going to happen ever. Right. And the reason that where the virus originated matters is that we need to to have better security protocols, better safety protocols, and make sure that something like this does not happen again. However, if something like the virus, like this virus, emerged from a wet market, we need to be able to control such markets and industries in uh, such a manner that minimizes the possibility of such a virus naturally occurring again. I mean, I think that we should should assume that the virus came from both places and it really doesn't matter which one and attend to both areas. Also focus on response and stop maybe arguing over which one. Because as you say, in, in the last analysis, it really doesn't matter what happened. What matters is is how we respond to it. And, and we can um, uh, we need to be, I think, taking action in all three areas. All right, Brooke, that's yes, it for today. Sir. Yes, indeed. Thank you. We will talk to you again. We will. Thanks. All right. Take care. You too. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us for this discussion regarding the origin of the COVID-19 virus. As always, if you have any comments, any questions, or would like to propose a topic, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. We'd once again like to thank Buzzsprout for sponsoring this episode and being the hosting platform for the Nova Society. So we hope everyone will join us again next time. And as always, remember, the power of society is knowledge, and we hope to see you again next time.